right? Considering all yeah. things considered, I don't spend money on alcohol. So like a bag of coffee beans is what, £10? London, that's two pints. When do you ever go out and have only two pints? When you can spend money on coffee beans that last you like three weeks. It just it annoys me. They don't understand. Like, I yeah, mean, I get your point, mate. It's just, you know, it's just things I've got to deal with, really. I, I, I appreciate that. If you're, not, if you're going to spend two pints in London and then have coffee, but it's what you want to do, isn't it? It's how you spend your money. Exactly. Well, I'm not. I'm confused. What is it? Is, is the is the chat around the fact that you're spending too much on coffee, or why are you spending it on coffee? Yeah, if they think I'm spending too much on coffee, but realistically, I'm just spending less on coffee than they would have been on pints. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Not really. No, it's it like, makes sense. But a normal bag of coffee, what costs? A, a big one kilo bag. Yeah, but Sam. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Understand. I know it's different. I know. It's different. They don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Like dad, dad just buys the like three kilo bags at a time, right? Put, puts them in the fridge. They go out of date like next month. He's not going to get through three kilos of coffee by next month. And then he's just going to be drinking stale coffee. So his point of view is drinking terrible coffee that is really cheap, you know, and like he can, yeah. So he's just, they just don't understand of me. Have you, got, have you put this point across to them, though? Or have you just sort of, you know... They just laugh at me. No, he just answers back, mate, in his usual ways. I mean, that's what I was thinking, Tom, mate. You know, I can imagine that you would have got irate, started fishing there, and they, it would have all gone wrong. They, just, they don't understand. <laughs> Speaking of coffee, what brew have we got in from the V60? It's uh, the Obadian. It's really nice. I recommend it. So, roastery in Edinburgh. What are we talking taste-wise? Um, tangerine and um, chocolate, dark chocolate and tangerine. It's like chocolate orange, but it's um, it's peng, mate. Peng. Yeah, and it, the the packaging feels like you're opening like an iPhone. It's insane. It is nice to be fair. I'll give him that. I need to. I need to get some new coffee. To be fair, I'm, I'm all I've got is Dave's at the moment. But you it, know what? In reality, can you go? Can you go anywhere from being the best? That's the that's the question you need to ask yourselves. Bugs, tell me, have you done anything new this week? This week, uh, I'm trying to think. I see you I got, tried to. I see you got the CB on. Man, I'm, I'm wearing full CB right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Well, I thought the new drop was yesterday, so I was getting all ready for it, and then it's, <laughs> it's next week, isn't it? Call Buxton, hit him up. Is that a rev, rev, what's the word? Rev, revelation. Revelation. I think I've spent half my salary on Cole Buxton in the last two <laughs> in the last two months. Good gears though. Now, now go and tell me what what are you um. Mate, like, to be honest, not 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 really that much. Um, I've honestly I've, I've I've lost the will to run now after my my rant yesterday is has really trans my rant last week really transpired into a lot of people a lot of people getting away. Um, obviously <laughs> did, a, did a few house party gigs with you, which was which was fun. Enjoyed that. Trying to, trying to get into that. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's quite. Um, there's a lot of talking, but I think that there's definitely sometimes when um, you're just talking for the sake of it, isn't it? Kind of, and you have to try. I mean, and- what, what I find really funny is I've obviously got you boys, which are like genuine conversations, and I've got some people who, like some of the groups that come from my feed, are ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like absolutely outrageous. 
haven't, I haven't been, I haven't done Clubhouse yet. Can you explain to me what it, what it does and what it is? So it's, it's an, it's a live audio drop-in uh, room service, basically. It, at the moment, it's invite only because the app's still like building. But um, me and my mate Sam, Sam's using it. Obviously, it's a great networking tool. Um, you can get because at the moment because it's invite only there's like a high proportion of big dogs on there isn't it it's like there's not too many yeah I've been quite amazed by the the actual people on there to be fair like you, you could you could get in a room with someone like a huge CEO can you it's relatively easy and yeah you know, if you've got if you've got a little Pick bit their brains yeah ask questions and stuff so it, I think it's, it's it's quite a cool tool um, I think yeah I think it's a it's one of those trends that is going to kick off big time in 2021 I think Oh. Um, yeah. Well, the group that you were in, I mean, I, I dropped into Sam in a group, and you were in a group with um, some pretty uh, high-profile people, weren't you? Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of like networking, 30 minutes, and uh, like the room host, yeah, was like an ex-pro, um, ex-international even. Um, just doing doing stuff on the side, really, like just hustling on the side. It's got a big emphasis on like business, hasn't it, Oaks, at the moment? Yeah. And like... Um, the danger is it getting to the point where it's literally just like a chat room or do you reckon it will yeah. business or do you reckon it will no it's not all business but there's obviously there's rooms on there that they just chat about anything but um yeah like for example Tom you can you could you could have a room that talks just about coffee and that'd just be coffee enthusiasts having chat like it doesn't necessarily have to be a room like I've seen some ridiculous rooms like why if you have a if you if you're if you have a one night stand at your house sort of <laughs> rooms, like and they just pop in feed and I'm like why am I watching this? What sorry, why am I seeing this come up? Um I, saw, I think it's been good. Yeah. What really upsets me is when I speak to people in New York right now and they're like, I'm like, what do you do what are you doing on the weekend? And they're like, I'm going skiing, I'm going out <laughs> and they come to me and I'm like uh, <laughs> I'm locked. Same old, same old. <laughs> What did you make of the announcement? Excited? Not excited? Well, mate, that's, I, someone asked me on my tutorial yesterday, what are you excited for the 20, is it the 21st? I, I, I was, I'm well excited for the, uh, more excited for the 12th of April. Uh, no, tw- uh, 21st of June is when you can go out pubs and stuff. And that. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't know the date. But um, 12th of April, though, gyms are opening. Which I'm excited for. More excited for than the twenty uh, first of what? You're not excited for the eighth of March when Tag Rugby comes back comes back live. Tag Rugby, your favourite sport in the world. Well, it depends if we're setting up our own team, mate. I don't think I can go back to. Uh... No, I'm joking. <laughs> it is my favourite sport in the world, though. So, um, Sam, did you, know, did you know that I spent forty pounds on a top for Tom, and it's never been it's not even been opened yet. It's oh, just, wow. okay. just sat there. I, I gave you the money for it, didn't I? No. No, I didn't. Oh, gosh. It's a gift, mate. It, it, it's memories. It's memories for a, for a great, great time spent. <laughs> All he had to offer there was a sorry. Pitiful. I know. Mate, it's, it's, this is what I mean about the cooking. Like, I just can't believe that he's cooking for you guys. Mate, I genuinely like... I, we, I think... We've bullied him massively. <laughs> <laughs> Subconsciously, I was giving him so much chat about he didn't, how he didn't cook and like he didn't know any dishes and stuff. And he's 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 bashed out katsu curry, bower buns, 
That's a curry, mate. That is impressive. Oh, Genuinely. Yeah. I'll be um I'll cook for you before you go to New York. I'm excited, mate. You're coming down soon, aren't you? Can we talk about this goggin stuff as well? Is that is that actually happening? Or is that yeah, yeah. Uh, so no. I'm coming down. I'm I'll be back next weekend. Um and eighth of March, so on the Monday. If you do you want to do it? <laughs> I mean I can join you for a couple of runs, but yeah. I probably couldn't do yeah. the whole thing. We'll be running four miles every four hours, 48 hours. Or well, I will be. I don't know who else is doing it. Are you doing it with people or are you doing it on your own? Well, Gareth said that there's he knows a couple of people doing it, so I might give him a message. But then it's just awkward because it's like, because obviously there'll be, what, like three and, a, three and a bit hours between each one. And obviously being where I live, just can't... Yeah, really you need a route, don't you, really, don't you? Yeah. You need like a route yeah. to be able to... Obviously, I'll be sleeping between it and whatnot. Um, so we'll just see, but still doing it. I'll have my way. Get yourself, you, you can stay here and I'll, I'll come for a couple of runs and when, I, when I can. You reckon? Yeah. I'll, I'll, um, I'll cook for you then. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll be tired, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll happily run with you. Yeah. When, or maybe on your, like, your 10th run when you can't actually run, so... <laughs> it'll be it'll be a, a nice easy breezy job. I'll uh, yeah, I'll give you a message and uh, we'll see if we can do it. Hopefully, I'll be able to see like Charlie and Vic before they go as well. Yeah, you will go for sure. Um, but yeah, what a book though. Have you we both finished? I take it. Yeah, I, yeah. I've got like twenty minutes to go. I must confess, so I haven't actually finished it. But um, yeah, I've done the majority. What a book! What a book! What a guy! Well, mate, I almost feel kind of like all the stuff, experiences he's done is like, oh, like, we're, like, the oldest here is like, I'm 23, I'm like, oh, I want to do a bit more. <laughs> it's honestly mental. Even like, the, I think it's like the first 30 seconds of the book, he like gives a little synopsis of his life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, wow, this is ridiculous. So many anecdotes, so many lessons and I was actually thinking because you did you listen to it on Audible as well? Yeah, yeah, I listened to it. So like, I was actually thinking like this morning when I was doing the last little bit of it. It's like actually the Audible one is I actually find it very personable. Like hearing him speak, I think his yeah. voice is great. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> he's got an incredible voice and it's it's really really nice to listen to. But actual hearing it straight from his mouth to you, like there's almost like you know there's no. You have to interpret anything because it's coming straight from his mouth. It's like how he originally wanted it to, instead of on paper. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I, I think I think I think that's completely right. Like, even like I've been listening to a couple of um, like autobiography type books on Audible, and I just find like a different. It's different, uh, different feeling, isn't it? I, I I would I'd love to. What I'd actually love to hear if I could hear Shudo on Audible because I guess that's a bit bit of a similar concept of a book, but yeah, I'd quite like to see if it's different. Oh, Shudo. Yeah, like the like the like the how you intake the intake is different or not. Mm-hmm. I find it just easier uh, to uh, to digest. Like having it, having um, I get so distracted reading, and having like I don't know. This is more just for audible in general. Just like, it's, it's just easy to digest and easy to understand for me. Uh, listening listening to it like directly in your ears. Um, I also think that with um, the way that he wrote the book, the, his actual, the quality of the anecdotes and the, the actual quality of writing 
I think it is is far superior to any other like audio or autobiography that that I've I've listened to. Um, obviously, like being an actor and and having that, I'm sure like being so articulate with 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 the uh, the language that he uses comes into play like very heavily, but it definitely shows in, in his book and it's just so well written. Um, that's one thing I massively underappreciated as act, acting as a profession. Like you obviously know, you know, they have to get their get to know their characters and they create, you know, bits of it. But the way he, uh, you know, wrote some of his lines, like the bit about the Wolf of Wall Street, yes, yeah. Like, yeah, and the, yeah. the beating on his chest, like that was something that he used. And then DiCaprio, like said, just just put it in, like stuff like that, and the creativity side of it, and the amount the stories of him. Um, preparing for a role I massively undervalued I think what you said Tommy like their actual story skill of t- storytelling it comes across so well in the book like, well, I, think, I think from him as well like storytelling is something that y- you are it, it's sort of a gift but then he's lived such a huge life that like, I'm sure that is not the first time he has told them stories so he's had like all of the stories where, like, when he went to um, Africa uh, that is definitely not the first time he has told that story. So he's obviously had practice with it and he's been able to sort of uh, like chisel those anecdotes into something that he's happy with telling or, you know, I, I think it with him, it definitely is something that is raw and, and I can't imagine that he'd sort of um, manipulate the story into something that it isn't. But it's like it, it, he, he's done he's definitely like had had time to to perfect those stories and make them as articulate as they are if you know what i mean that's not no, yeah not, no I, I agree with that i think, I, I just think i think it's just refreshing though on the flip side is that just how like transparent he is everything like yeah. there's a lot of things there that a lot of people probably wouldn't put in and just not want the world to know and even if like you listen to his podcast and stuff like that he's always been that sort of guy isn't he like he's always been able to leave any well i guess just i guess just say how it is like there's no there's no real cover-up i would say i mean I, I agree with you i think obviously there's a there's a art to perfecting and like articulating a, a, a particular situation but even like what the context of what he says is always pretty you know open and honest yeah it's what it's what uh coming back down to the you know there's no filter on it you know yeah and that's what i liked about the audible yes he's curated the words and the choice of words like I think just hearing it from his mouth and, and the intonation that, that gets lost. I think you spoke about that on the Joe Rogan podcast. Cause he, I think we all listen to like the Joe Rogan, he, who's on Dr. Chattinga, who, who's a good one as well. Cause he, he did all the rounds, didn't he on all the podcasts. Yeah. Um, but he's actually, I, I actually found that yes, they spoke about common theme of the book, but he added bits in on, on each podcast. But um, I think it was a Joe Rogan one where he spoke about, you know, the words on the paper it gets lost and some of the context gets lost and um I, yeah I, I found it just so like pleasurable just to listen to him and him doing the in him doing the um impressions like with the australian oh, yeah. oh yeah and the africans <laughs> what was it da- dawid dawid yeah um and his mum <laughs> just uh yeah just such an enjoyable listen wasn't it Alex? mate so good i was that was my first question really like i know you boys have tapped into the journaling um 
life for, for the last couple of months or so. I mean, I guess like you know, in, in reality, that book is is based on journaling. And do you like? I guess my question is around like, do you think that has really changed your your habits and and, and helped anyway? It's definitely helped me uh, not not really um, sort of in a storytelling aspect. Yeah, I'm quite loose with what I do, so I don't, it's just it's a time. I see it more as just a period of time. It's probably less than ten minutes. It's probably more than five minutes, less than ten minutes. A period of time where I'm concentrating on stuff. I'm I'm speaking my mind basically, and I quite like doing the gratitude. I quite like doing the intentions for the day if I'm doing it in the morning. Um, and sometimes I'll tap into what has happened in the day. And I suppose any sort of funny stories or big stories that I'll probably jot down. And at the end of the day, you know, I think that's that's one thing is so good. He's probably able to tell those stories because he's had those 35 years worth of journals and he did do it meticulously. meticulously. Um, so I, I really enjoy it. I think it's something that I've added to my daily habits and uh, it's allowed me just to express and just be like another sounding board to, to how I'm feeling and stuff. It's, it's undoubtedly helped me just process everything and um, just have that. It's, that comes back to that self, self-care. self Yeah. Just just letting yourself speak. And at the moment, I'd normally do that on a run or in training. You know, you, you, things pop up and that can be my time. And I don't have that. So I've had to find other stuff. Have you have you journaled a bit or not? Yeah, well, I, I don't necessarily journal, but um, there's... There's a, like, especially sort of the last five months or so, there's been a lot going on and I don't find it very like mentally healthy to have that just in your head. And it's just good to write stuff down and get it in order and, and um, yeah, sort of, sort of take in, take inventory and in what's going on and, and like just, it gives, gives you clarity. I think um, I can't speak for everyone who, who journals, but having something that you can, you can it literally doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to make sense or, or anything, but just like taking, taking uh, accountability of what's going in, on in your head and, and just getting that down um, can, can be so helpful for me. Um, I think as well, like with, with, with we're encouraged to do it on my course um okay doing that and it's so easy to get caught up in so much so so many different types of of like art theories and and um and everything like that and just to like set your thoughts down on a page and and sort of yeah just just get stuff in order is is very very helpful i find um also, just like just random thoughts, <laughs> just like my notebook makes no sense at all. But you know, it's just like, like the down on the page. I can, I don't have to if I if I can if I want to return to that, I can. Um, whether or not in sort of forty years' time, I'll be able to make a book out of it, <laughs> don't know. But you know, it's, I'd uh, read it. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like the more the less thoughts you have in here, the more free, like mentally free you are. Mm. So you can get it yeah, out, exactly. out there on a piece of paper. I, I heard that from very like August time. And I was like, that's such a good idea. And I think something goes like, we're not, we don't know about that. You know, I think the whole sort of spirituality, meditation, self-care stuff has obviously come more into the fray during lockdown yeah. and COVID. But it's like, 
would have benefited a lot more people. Have you been journeying oaks? Um, I I trialed out. I think I told you when I was in New Zealand that I used to I pretty much write every day, um, and like obviously a lot of that was like rugby wise. But I was I was actually I was actually reading through it before before we got into here. Um, and like some of the stuff that I wrote down was ridiculous. Like I just abused myself on the journal. <laughs> I could be like shit day of training, you shit. Um, maybe better tomorrow. Uh, so like I think it, I. It, like looking back on it in hindsight, I think it really did really help. Um, and something that I definitely want to do more of. Um, but I think it's like, like you boys said, like, I think he actually quotes it, doesn't he? He was talking about, he writes about things that he doesn't want, like he doesn't want to remember as opposed to like things that he, like highlights of his day. And I think that's quite a powerful tool in itself, just getting it out there and getting it down. And I think that's how, that's sort of how I used it. It was more the case of things I don't want to actually like things that annoyed me in the day or things that I'm not happy with, just getting out there, re- writing it down, sort of, um, I guess, facing it and then just moving on. Like that's the, that's the way I used it, I think. I find it really powerful in the podcast. So even before I read the book, he was saying how, you know, he made sure he journaled on the bad days as well as the good days because mm. on the bad days, and that's something that's, that's um, stuck with me quite, quite hard because um, it, makes, it makes you appreciate, it. you can turn back to the good days, realise what you're doing well, you know, he, he talks about oh, who he's speaking to, what habits he's got, what he's been eating, and all this kind of thing. And so on the bad days, you can kind of, you kind of, it's just a self-reflection, isn't it, on the day, and you can move on. That, that's definitely, yeah, good days as well as the bad days. Something I have noticed, I haven't, I haven't done it in some that when I'm feeling a bit shit, or whatever. Um, yeah, you don't want to. Right? It's, it's natural oh, to, yeah. to an extent. You, just, you don't want to. You don't want to. You don't want to like, I guess, write things down that you don't remember. But I think it's just as important, like. For sure. Um, like my, like my, my the things what I crack up about now reading back on them like is literally like it's not it's not really the good stuff that I enjoy reading about. It's more like the like when I'm talking about how shit like shit the days were and like shit training was and like I, I was like things that I, I used to like journal white eight a day and obviously now I've got a lot more um, idea of like nutrition and, and how it helps. Well, I think I used to like knock out a, two burritos every after like every day after training. <laughs> Like the most unhealthy thing, like it was ridiculous. And I look looking back on it, I was like, "Oh, this is great! I like, good nutrition. This is good. It's gonna help me." <laughs> Quality yeah. nutrition. Yeah, interesting. It's interesting. I think it's that idea as well as like it, it's um, having something that you can go back to. Like having if you have your your good days written down, as you said, Sam, and, and, and like being able to look back on the good stuff. It's like uh, dipping your hand in like the cookie jar and, and uh, having having something that can fuel you like through the, the, the tougher tougher days, you know? Definitely. Um, something, I, I never did that. I've I, I never, never done anything like that. Um, but can't be powerful, eh? So, 100%. Some of my, um, I don't know what notes you got, Uggs, but um, I, I wrote down some of the most, that, my favourite anecdotes from the book. Yeah, so and, do I. <laughs> and like, uh, quite early on, he, he talks about finding your frequency, um, finding your density and, and knowing who you're not. And he actually refers to it, what I, I've made the link to later in the book, you know, when he's um, preparing to be that dragon slayer. And yeah. He's, he's setting all the things he wants to do, like, having two shots of tequila in the morning 
and then um, run run five miles in the desert. And then he realizes, you know, he, he, he threw, you know, after day five or something, he threw up the tequila in the morning and then he got, got huge blisters on his feet from running the desert. I think that links back. Like, I think it's, I think it's really important to have intentions of what you want to do and the motivation and the drive. But as you go on, you, like you adapt and you see what works and see what doesn't. And yeah. you, can't, you can't go through, you can't go through doing something you're not. And I think that's, it's almost a gut feeling, isn't it? I think we can all relate to that. Hundred percent. I think. I think that, that that is such a powerful thing. I think what 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 he said, and it kind of like because you kind of mold like not, like when you're younger, you sort of mold yourself into this person that you want to be. And like I like I know I was guilty of it when when I was younger. I was like by 25, I want to do this, 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 and like achieve that. And in reality, you sort of like reflect now and be like, why were you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and you sort of don't really find that fulfillment. Like I think he, I think one of the quotes I wrote down was like guilt and regret kill many a man before the time yeah. and like stuff like just not being able to accept some circumstances and I think again like similar to what you were talking about setting yourself up to fail for example is um and so I literally took a call with me because I just felt like if you don't really accept stuff and it's it spirals out of control to to different to different aspects um yeah yeah but yeah he's just meant that's key to stuff just meant isn't it <laughs> doing that. And again, it made me like come back to the acting, like the whole career of it, and how he is. You know, he earned the money he did, and he he is so successful because he was just he lived and breathed. Okay, not to the extent of the Dragon Slayer. He had to he changed a bit of his routine. Yeah. <laughs> What's your one? Stand on the top of his uh, top top of his roof and maintain <laughs> a, a resting heart rate under sixty. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, just I think they had to. Yeah, I just massively underappreciated what they had to do to to get. And obviously, there's there's some poor actors and there's some poor acting. And I think it's quite obvious to see that, isn't it, in films? It's like, yeah, oh, they don't seem believable. It's also like the the, uh, the extent to which his acting like went from like obviously when he was going through that stage of go, like only doing rom coms. And him almost going on strike and, and just waiting until he would get an, any other offer other than a rom-com. Um, yeah. I think that's like um, a lot A lot of actors nowadays are, are, guil- are guilty of getting typecast. And obviously I have no expertise in acting at all, but it's... Um, to, to have a, such a drastic change like that, there must have been something in, within him that, that desperately, well, he said, didn't he? he wanted a change. He wanted something that was more serious and, and being put in his life on hold pretty much and risking like his entire career because he didn't want to do stuff like that anymore is, is also like something that, that I found quite powerful. It's like not, not doing things that you don't want to do. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think that refers to like our last podcast, didn't it? It gave me quite like a new appreciation. Obviously, I've got um, a bit, of, a few links to to the film world, and like I've always been pretty pretty hard on my like my dad, for example, like why taking so long to do stuff. But even like to this day, even actually yesterday, he sent me it's like half a script, and I was like, just finish the script. <laughs> but it, uh, but um, yeah, like I think that it's just a different world, isn't it? Like in terms of being able to articulate makeup 
put the pieces together. It's just a like the storyboard of writing something and then and then actually going out and being that character are two different things, isn't it? And like you look at any good film that you watch or any good well, anything, any good show that you watch, it's the people that are actually like committed to the committed to the cause and really become that person. Mm-hmm. And I guess like any any good film, you sort of remember the the character as opposed to the actor. I think that you know, I think that's what his his like sort of mantra is, isn't it? Just completely and utterly becoming that person. But at the same time, like a big bit of the story, uh, you know, early on when he was in an audition or he was shooting a, a, screen, a scene and he did it with the script and then the uh, director was like, right, okay, do it as the character, how you do it. I think no, yeah. there's some tremendous skill and all like, you know, when he goes to Australia, the experience he's had telling stories. Improvisation. Um, and the improvisation that that's a huge skill and massively i feel like the the life the life um experiences he's had that will contribute to that immensely and i don't think he'd be the, the skilled actor he, he he has been um if he didn't have those experiences when he was younger even down to like how he was parented and um you know those those small lessons that he had when he was in school and when he lived a year in australia so um, that year in Australia sounds absolutely mental, doesn't it? Like the stories that he was telling, like first family. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. It's hard to comprehend. Like, imagine that. Imagine just some random parents asking you to call them, like mum and dad. <laughs> just like I don't know. Oh. It's be so odd. Like one of the, one of the questions I wanted to ask was like, um, I guess hearing him and hearing all his experiences, did it make you want to? do anything differently in terms of it could be anything from like a life experience or just generally you know well I think I think um we're very uh, like lucky in a sense that well not lucky it's just like we've been brought up differently I think yeah you know, he's from Texas you know again some of the stories from when he was younger of his dad and his mum like divorcing marrying three times or whatever three times yeah like, even that in your childhood is gonna give you um, almost, I think, a resilience to that, you know, you learn about those emotions um, from a very, because you're forced into it, and that's not a good thing at the time, but I suppose, you know, we spoke about last week about um, learning through st- struggle and using those struggles to to uh, make it a green light, you know, referring to this book. Yeah. Um, so I think, there's no, there's no, there's no, um, the thing I would do differently, I think it's just, it just makes you appreciate, you know, I'm glad for getting out there and makes me want to just take opportunities. I don't know how you feel about it. Cause I, I, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's the, the, um, not leaving anything to chance, just sort of doing, doing stuff, you know, not, not, well, yeah, doing it in the moment, but then just like, yeah. I'm not going to say don't think about the decisions that you make, but sort of go with a gut feeling more so than if it's um, calculated and thinking about the uh, the consequences if you do do it. Um, obviously, that's like that can be interpreted in the wrong ways in like doing stupid stuff, but I think just taking the opportunities that come your way and and. And not leave, yeah, not leaving anything to to chance really. Yeah, 
I think we live we live in a world today where, um, especially like growing up and for your adolescence with like prevalence of social media and um, being safe in today. I think I think today's world is much safer than twenty years ago. You know, if we if we said if we said, oh, I'm going to the Amazon because I had a wet dream, like we would have been yeah. branded crazy. Nuts. For example, yeah. yeah, that's madness. But actually, look, he, he did it what twice and then went to Peru. Like, yes, like just, and I think we can take huge inspiration from that. Like, if you've got a gut feeling, got to like, go for it for a job or. Oh, there's so many stuff you can relate to, isn't there? It's like, yeah, that, 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 was my, that was my next point, really. It was like, literally what you just said, like, the, obviously the world that he lived, he grew up in is different. And looking at it now, like social media, anything like your phone, the way you connect to people is just a completely different ball game. Like, I guess to take those, like, I guess, what does he refer to? He refers to calculated risk, doesn't he, in, in the book? Um, yeah. Take it now, you've almost got to eliminate some parts of your life. Like you've almost got to go, right, I'm not going to use my phone. I'm not going to take my phone out there and I'm going to just live for six months and, and see what happens and come back. Whereas, I guess, I must say it's easier because it's not easy in any way for him to do that, but it's just a different, like, it's a different world, isn't it? And yeah, it is. I don't know if that makes, it kind of makes me sad in, in a sense because, you know, to, to have those experiences now, or you, obviously you can find new ones and I'm sure they'll evolve as, you know, as, as time goes on and they'll be different. They'll be replaced with different experiences that we don't know yet. But um, that for me is something that makes me quite sad. Like we just live in a world now where it's, especially people growing up now, like in like the last two years, if you're growing up in like your prime, like say teenage years or even like twenties, really, it's, you know, you've lost two years of pretty much prime, um, just network, not networking, but like just meeting people and like going out and, yeah. It, it, it almost is a bit sad. It makes me want to have ha- had been born like 20 yeah. years ago. I think it, I, I, I certainly think, uh, yeah, grass is always greener, but like to, you know, even like, you know, silly stuff when he's, when he's got his truck and he's taking the girls out like on uh, those dirt rides or whatever. It's like, you yeah. I can imagine if you're in school, you're just going to DM. You're just going to send the chief, you're going to slide in, aren't you? I think like, that's it though. That's I, a sad thought. I don't necessarily agree that it should make you sad. I think that it's a different time. Things have evolved. And you just have to look at these stories that he does and almost use them as inspiration. Like, there's even now in lockdown. Like, Ugni, when when we did our marathon, (laughs) like, it's, it's... you can have an adventure from your Green own life. front. You can have an adventure from your own front room. Like you don't need to 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 be creative is something that is within yourself and and social media and um, yeah the the pressure that social media puts on like young people wanting to impress their peers or wanting to impress. Um, other people sort of restrains that creativity I find and 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 not I think the one thing that I took from from Greenlight was was really just you, you need to make an effort to be yourself and not necessarily don't care what other people think of you but do stuff that's going to benefit yourself and I think that that for me, like I only like 
on social media, I I didn't think I think I had social media for about three years before I posted even my first photo, and that was always because I was so scared of what people would would think of it. Yeah, and and having that sort of um, anxiety of, of of wanting to impress people all the time is is something that didn't exist when McConaughey was you know growing up. Um, so he's got his truck and, and things like that with, that he used to to impress like girls and that. Um, so th- there's definite sort of correlations between the time when he was he was a kid and, and growing up and, and times now. It's just it's just different. It shouldn't shouldn't necessarily make you sad. It should you should just adapt and and it might take a bit of effort to adapt and, and, and get around that, that feeling. But, you know, there's, there's always things that you can do to, to, you know, develop yourself personally. Yeah. Do you not think, so you, you've summed up very well, Tom, like we can have those experiences from our living room. Yeah. But that's, I, I feel that's a bit sad because, people are comfortable in their own living room and they're not going to, you know, the people like on a mass mm. are not going to, you know, go to another country to do, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We've become very insular. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't think they've helped the, the fact that we're all locked up indoors at the moment helps at all. No, but, um, but we, we'll still get to that, you know, so, you know, not going to the gym, having the, even that example, you know, not going to the gym, having your home gym at home. You know, you completely lose the social aspect. You lose it. Yeah. You lose the communicate. You know, just little chats, like little small talk with the gym staff. You know, those little, you know, pleasurables. You know, are, are really big. And I think again, COVID hasn't helped that. And that's, you know, I think there's going to be a split of people staying at home, and and they're they're happy with that, and people go back to the gym. And it's, I think I think it's it's just it's different, isn't it? It's not necessarily yeah. sad. It's just you can relate that back to to him and and how different it is. Yeah was when he was growing up i mean it's it's a difficult subject i suppose because you know there's so much going on with with the mental health and social media and and i'm sure that that back then the the the, um mental health was not as prevalent as as it is today um and i think that is a as a result of social media um but yeah, it's definitely definitely something that, that you can you can take McConaughey's anecdotes and, and lessons and and have them translated into uh, today's world and everyday life. Um, you've got to get a bit creative with it now, but it might take a bit of effort. But you know, the more effort you put in, the chances are the outcome's going to be better. Um, people nowadays, you know they're always looking for the easy way that they'd, they'd rather sort of spend, I don't know, like hundreds of pounds on, on something that means you can lie on, on the sofa and, and, and like, not go do the work, not go do the work. You know, it's, um, I think something that, that McConaughey that came from Greenlight was that he, was always searching he was he was in the pursuit of something yeah which which i'm sure has been lost he 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 definitely like obviously he didn't grow up wanting to be an actor but 
going to law school, realizing that you know he had to he had to experience law school to realize that that's not what he wanted to do, and then having that like him completely change, change uh, flipping his his uh, trajectory for life upside down and, and choosing a completely different path is is something you have to experience something that you definitely don't want to do to realize you don't want to do it if you know what i mean yeah and i think i think that's 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 another point that's another really good point in terms of like i guess you know do we live in a world now where it's a lot risk reversed like you know to have those experiences and to go through to go through and almost chase something that you want to you know you want to be do people not do that as much because they want to be in a situation where you know you don't you don't you don't come to those scenarios and you almost put yourself in a position like like referring back to right at the start what we talked about with like almost putting the pits together to to make your own story is it is it a case of people don't actually want to experience bad you know bad situations they just want to have that easy ride or is it a case of you know this is going to inspire people or there are it's just a way that you made and and yeah Either you, either you want to, or you don't. People don't want to experience bad things, but you have to, you have to suffer to to realize that. What's that quote? It's like you you don't realize how like important the sun is until it's been raining or something like that. I don't know what it is, but you know you gotta you gotta go through those dark times to to realize that there's there's something there's a light side. You know, yeah. You know, you articulate that very well, but well. well, I can articulate for that because the quote that he said, which sums all that we've just been talking about very well, is uh, when he's preparing for for one of these roles, he says, "Some people have the AC on in the gym, but I wear my beanie in July, so I will." Yeah, yeah, that's, so he, yeah, that's it. It's yeah. like <laughs> people could do people do the work, but they won't. They don't want to sweat doing it. It's like I think that you know, there's there's experience in the sweating. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think I I just think it's like it's such a powerful journey that he that he talks about. Like I I I personally feel that's my this is my opinion, right? This isn't this isn't a fact of any sort, but I just feel like you almost brought in a put brought up in a world nowadays where or people don't want to feel like people don't want people to go through experiences. They want people to have like a an easy ride, and I don't think that's a healthy way of living because it all come back to you <laughs> at some point. Like like he says, and he talks about like. The fact that um, I don't know what the quote was, but it was about you know you can have a you can have a house full of stuff, but it's not really like no one gives like no one gives a fuck about what oh, you have yeah, in your house. It's about the, it the, the experience. You have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and like you know, do do people now just go through? They get to forty, they've had a great life, like they've had a decent job, they've made a lot of money, but they've not had any experiences. And then you you know you retire. I especially nowadays, like, I've had a few conversations around like retirement and. Like people just feel really empty because if you don't have like side things that you want to do and you don't have interests, you sort of retire and you're like, "What do I do?" <laughs> There's nothing to do apart from sit there and and crack on. Um, well, it's the, those those Japanese people you know on uh, Ogami Island when you're talking about Ikigai, you know, they, yeah, they've got small jobs like it can be as small as keeping your own uh, allotment because it's something to do, gives them purpose and. If you've got that mental stimulation, you're not bored and you're not searching for stuff to do. Low intensity stuff will undoubtedly help you live a healthier life and, and yeah. transition. You know, they've always got something ongoing. I think, yeah, today's, you know, the trend of people when retiring, I guess what you're talking about is 
they do feel very empty. And the good thing is that, um, you know, us on this journey of like um, almost self-improvement, we know that it's ideal to have a couple of sources of income. To help yeah. Past, you know, well, me, for example, I know that if I have a good, if I'm lucky enough to have a good rugby career, it only lasts for tops 12 years, 12, 13 years. You know, it's only a very small portion of my life. So I think it's, uh, it's, oh, it's, yeah, there's so many things to take from it, isn't there? Mate, it's mental. And, oh. um, Sorry, no, you can't go on. I was going to the topic, so you can. I, I, was, I don't know enough about it, but I do think that the school system sort of sets you up for that kind of life. It does, hundred um, percent. Obviously, it's it, it's important to have all of those baseline skills and, and like just basic English and maths and whatnot. But you know that they, they they encourage you to do the the, the basic. Um, I think it's also too young. Or especially for me, I, I wasn't old enough to realise that to, to make a, a sensible decision for for doing something that I was potentially going to do for the rest of my life. Obviously, I I, I, I like doing my course and, and not not exactly enjoying it as much as I as I would be if if it wasn't because of COVID and stuff like that. But to make a decision that early on in your life and and um, I'm I'm surprised there's more people that don't that that don't drop out because they realise that they're not enjoying their course and, and they want to change and, and um it, I just think it's it's such a young age and to to uh to be able to make a, a decision for something that is gonna forge the pathway for your life. Yeah, um, and it, but I think that it, I think it has changed quite a bit because obviously you can you can like the careers that people have that aren't necessarily to do any or aren't necessarily anything to do with the the, the uh, education that they've had um obviously with you only like you, you dropped out after what like a couple of weeks and, and look where you are now not like. long <laughs> <laughs> but i mean but i mean like the thing that goes back to the point of like do people want to take risks and dropping out is a huge risk and it's like you're upsetting like my my biggest um like thing about dropping out with my parents, I was like, "Fuck about this conversation," and didn't want to let them down. But at the all. end of the day, yeah. at the end of the day, I was like, "I'm not. I'm literally doing nothing. I'm sat. I was, I was sat in London, literally drinking, becoming a guy that I didn't want to become." And I think I went to one one lecture in my whole university career. Like, <laughs> I was trying, I was like, I was like finding things, other things to do, and yeah. you know, you got to take those risks, and that's sort of what I was coming back to about. If you if you if you are that risk adverse now and you just want to have that, oh god, I know those tough conversations or um, that scenario. Like, I think there's there's a point in the book that I think I text I actually text you boys. I think when when I, when I read it when I read about it when I heard about it when he was talking about um when he when he, when he wanted to watch the cinema. I can't remember what film he watched, but he came back and the art school lot were was no the film school lot. Sorry, were like, oh, uh, you shouldn't be watching big big producers you need to be watching like little yeah. little creative um independence uh, yeah. Yeah. and then he questions them about uh you know wh- why why it's, is that why is it shit and they have, yeah like, they haven't watched it and yeah they all, they're all quiet yeah yeah i think the, the the thing that i got from that <laughs> the thing that i got from that was that you can't please everyone you, you can't like it's um 
you you have to you have to stick to your your guns and you've got to do what makes you happy like for me doing my doing i had a tutorial sorry like a convener like i was presenting my work and halfway through the, the woman just went so is to, to like everyone else is like is, is your work hard to talk about and it's like because we literally sat in silence for about 10 minutes because no one knew what to say because it's it's something that they hadn't they were so unused to seeing because it's so I'm not gonna it's just it's just different like obviously like for me to say that is a bit like pretentious but that's <laughs> not because it is um, like, that's 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 what the part that's what I was referring to really like it's it's a case of in reality if, if you are the same as you know it's like the the, the quote I always use is like if you don't want to be everyone's cup of tea you want to be I forgot the quote so decent um, oh, nice mate that was real <laughs> classic classic eh? what was the, what is the quote I'll come back to that I'll, I'll <laughs> by the end of this by the end of this I'll let you know what that is but like, you don't want to be the same as everyone else to an extent because if, you, if you're not you're just following the trend I think that's that to me one, one of the main takeaways for this book for me was like you know everyone's got their own journey and you've just got to sort of find a way to it and like there's so many different like there's so many different things i could touch upon like even like when he's when he talks about um what's his wife called camilla like meeting camilla and like how he was chasing that for for years and years and years and then he just stopped and i don't know that's it's like the most cliche uh saying in world history but when you stop searching it'll come to you yeah yeah sort of thing and even like now yeah go on i was gonna say like this lockdown i think i have I think I've probably known of maybe 11 engagements. <laughs> of, it's mental. And it's just like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I've got nothing, I'm not saying anything to those engagements. I'm just saying like, it really puts perspective on someone's story, doesn't it? Of uh, time scales and like timelines. and Yeah. I think it's easy to say be yourself, but it's... Uh... It's one of those things that's like it's it's a lot easier to say than to achieve. Um, like it's so many so many um, like self help pages on Instagram. You see, it's just like oh, you just got to be yourself, and, and it's it's almost like the the, the end goal, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Um, but there's there's a balance between sort of being yourself and changing to be someone else. Um, so like you, you can you can pretend to be someone on Instagram that you want to be but realistically that's like that's not going to help you um, yeah it's a false pretense yeah I'm going to chuck another quote out there a roof is a man-made thing is that a bump sticker bump sticker bump sticker, bump sticker. <laughs> I like that I like it. I like it as well. I like it a lot. I, to say. I think it's a nice little... I, like, I, I don't know. I just, I just love his mentality and I think that's, again, there's so many ways you can like relate that to real life and, and I guess everyone else is like you, your own sort of personal life. But mm. like that, that, that from, I think the fact that you've got someone who's so successful, who's gone through all these experiences and he doesn't like, you know, he just talks about the concept of if you don't live in the moment, yeah. Like what you did, like what? There's no real point, and I know that doesn't relate to the quote completely, but it kind of does because 
you know, he he sort he lives his life in the in the sense of let's just go out and do let's go out and do what I want to do, and things will come and I'll I'll navigate my way through it. I think it's, it's incredibly uh, inspirational just how bold he was, and bold he is. I think we can take anyone can take a lot from that, and um, but at the same time, I think everyone will take almost a lot of people will question oh, I'm not that confident or um, one of the podcasts was saying about the, the money thing, you know, when he was offered five mil for a, one of those last romancing gigs, um, yeah. these uh, rom-coms, um, and he's in that period where, no, I want to change, I'm going to stick to my guns. It's like, oh, the, and then they doubled it and then they tripled it. He got offered like 14 mil for it. And he's like, he's saying how um, the script looked different and, you know, it looked different because of all the, the money involved, but he stuck to his guns. I think, one of the podcasts there saying how oh yeah it's easy for him to do that because he's got so much money it's not an issue for him yeah. and other people are, are stuck in their ways and have to not, not in their ways stuck in their jobs and have to provide for the family so I think a lot of people will, will get different messages from this but I think that there's underlying values in there which are just invaluable do you think I, go sorry Agni, I was going to go on to something else you go no no you can't like, you, you go mate I was going to say do you think, to a certain extent, you have to do things that you don't want to do to get to where you want to be? Yeah, I think I just think it's imperative. I think like he's he obviously epitomizes it. Like you just got to fuck up to you just got to fuck up to like realize what you actually need to do and what you want to do. Yeah. Because I don't think if you, I don't think I just don't believe if you don't go through the experiences of like why am I here? <laughs> like why am I working so hard to achieve? nothing really i think that's the that's the mentality i have like fail fast learn quick get in situations that make you uncomfortable it's like having those uncomfortable conversations all the time like sam for example if you went into if you went into if you went into like a corporate job now let's say right you'd be comfortable telling someone what you think because you've been through you know you've been through a sporting environment which is tough in itself you've had all this on the side like you you know you've you know you've, you've built like that resilience to an extent whereas some people will just like you know you go from i'm not no, i'm not um bad mouth education but you go through like the university scheme like route you go into a grad scheme with like your peers like people that you are pretty much you you know there's no diversity of thought there and you sat there like some you just think because some guys a couple of years older than you and has authority over you you don't want to talk you don't talk your mind right. does that make sense that's a long-winded way of me saying that but yeah yeah, for sure. It comes back to his boldness, doesn't it? I think yeah, in answer to that question, I think I think that the failing is good, but at the same time, it's it's following your gut. And if if your gut turns out something you don't want to do, it's still a step forward because you've discovered something. So I don't think I don't think any any anything you pursue is a waste of time. So what I sort of meant for that was that do you think doing things as a means to an end? Do you think they are like, uh, do you think they're like important stepping stones? If it's going to get you somewhere like two steps in the future, but this one you're sort of just mulling over. But if it gets you somewhere eventually. Right, okay, yeah. Do you you, you know what I mean? I know you mean. I don't need to talk about. I mean, I think um, like he, he puts a quote there, doesn't he? Like persist, persist, pivot, or concede. It's our choice every time, like that. 
that mentality is is probably what I, yeah, you know, come come to here because, like you said, right, that there are there are certain things in life that you have to do, like yeah, to 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 get to place that you want to be, and it's how you phrase it, and it's like it's like how you position that part of your journey. Like if you if you let's say it's a it's a time it's a time thing, and it's like a year. Let's say right, you know, if you look at that year as this is what I'm going to achieve and I'm going to use, do this, 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 this as well. You know, that's a different way of looking at it. And I think means to an end, I, I, I agree that you do have to do a few things, but like, like Sam said, like, I think it's just, people don't follow the gut enough. Like you just got almost, you're, you are the only person that can decide those sort of things. And you just got, to, you just got to kind of go for it. It's scary. And I think the risk element is, is huge, but I'm a massive believer that if you, do things that make you uncomfortable it's going to make you a better person for the end of it definitely it's, i think yeah it's a, it's a really interesting topic actually isn't it in, yeah in terms of careers and, and interests and um i really like to bring david goggins into this i didn't <laughs> mention him last week <laughs> <laughs> I, I, and it, it comes back to i can chip in there and say you know well if if that you know primary passion is a means to an end, you know. Well, else, there's there's other things you got going on in your life that can bring you happiness. Yeah, exactly. You say that. No, yeah. So it's like, okay, I really liked the bit, and I can relate that to the bit of the book where he's like, um, he was doing the uh, music production company and um, the music label and the production company is like, I was scoring B's across the board with family time, yeah, my well being. It's like, well, actually, scrap them, and I'm going to concentrate on the A's. You can still make A's in those those areas you just got to focus you t- potentially just reevaluate a little bit more and yeah and make- i think the thing is that, that he'd been doing that for a decent amount of time so he'd been doing he'd done that yeah. you know he, he'd done it and yes. he'd explored it yeah. and he exhausted it and yeah. he wanted to move on and it was the right time for him to move on and start making something something higher quality and, and, and better but you can almost park it so if you're scoring if, if it's mulling over and you feel like you're scoring a b Okay, you know the time period you got to, to, to accomplish that, and it potentially could go really good, or you know not get that gut feeling, and you, you let it go. It's that it's almost that time where, and then he eventually sacks it off, and it's kind of like just just making your way through that. Yeah, I think I think like it's something that I've 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 had to learn recently is like um, he's <laughs> like you've just got to, you've got to focus on what you're good at and. I guess because my sport to an extent, it's like just honing in on what, what you are good at, making sure that's your USP and the rest of it, you just have to sort of accept it. Like I'm, I'm definitely one of those people that want to be, you know, the best at everything I do, like, like every little nook and crook. Whereas the actual like best results that I get now, like from a work perspective is just making, you know, I know I'm good at X. I'm just going to hone in on that. Um, make that even better and then the rest of it will, will come like you can't you kind of just have to it's like come back to the i don't know if i've said this about a thousand times now but like the whole like accepting um your scenario and Except- there's no like all you can do is affect it like control what you can control like i, I did like a not self-help but like i there was like a not motivational speaker but like a career coach sort of thing um and and and, and all he was talking about was like his quote was if you can control it if you can if you can affect it affect it if you can't accept it like i think that that for me is quite like a powerful quote because all you've got in life is controllables and i think 
like his book is just an incredible um, ideology of it because he does what he could control and like makes the most of it, and the rest of it he just like he accepts it and moves on. Like even like his early start of his life, with all those experiences that he did and all those things that he's had. From like they talk about mental health, like he must have gone through some dark, dark places, <laughs> and he's back out of it. But he didn't. He didn't focus on that. He focused on the good stuff. So uplifting, isn't it? Ugni, what are some green light moments in your career? Yeah, tough question. Uh, green light. My my biggest green light moment career wise was. Oh, I guess I don't work there anymore, do I? So I can tell one. Um, I basically, so like when I first started, I'd obviously like been done in money wise, like I told you, like I told you boys the first time. And then it was like a system where, and it goes back to what I just talked about, like basically you're, you're like an intern, intern scheme and interns made money for their boss to an extent. Like, so if they make, if they're making money, um, like if, if an intern would do a deal, for example, that the cash would go to, their manager and there was a, there was a stage where I was like working with an intern but against like not, not against an intern but like working the same stuff and and like in my head I was thinking like, why the fuck am I not getting paid for this because I'm this is like my work and then I just came to one point man I was like fuck this I'm just gonna say something and then said it and after that like my, my whole career changed because I became the guy who like just said what I wanted to say and that for me was like the biggest green light moment ever because I've never looked back on, I've never ever conformed to anyone like telling me what to do if I don't agree with it. And don't get me wrong, that has got me in a lot of shit in like a lot of, a lot of tricky situations. And, you know, I've nearly been sacked for stuff and, but like, I'm treating myself in that, in that sense. And yeah, that for me is like my biggest, my biggest green light moment ever. But I find it hard. And what I would say is that same scenario in my personal life I have struggled with it a few times. Like I have struggled to do that the same mentality. A lot. I'm a lot better at it now. Don't get me wrong. But at the time, like you know, it was it's a learning it's a learning progress. So I think work has been pretty in, in, interesting for me in that sense. And was there a period when you uh, like 30, when you're mulling it over in your mind when you're about to say that thing? I quite oh, like yeah. that. Like it's kind of like, it's so uncomfortable, isn't it? <laughs> but it's like. <laughs> when you say it and get a good outcome, I'm sure everyone's had moments like that where they've either done something wrong or they, they want to say something that's like almost controversial. Like, it, but it's like such a release, isn't it? Because you are, you're getting what's on your mind out there and you're not letting it fester in, in your head. Oh, mate, 100%. Like, I, you just, like, I've got like quite a, I'd say, um, my mind has a lot of thoughts. Like, I'm always thinking of something and I'll go through situations all the time. And, like when you actually finally, like I'll go through situations in my head and the outcome of that situation in my head will be like the most ridiculous film story ever. But in reality, you say it and like you said, you, you get you get that result because people don't want to have these conversations. And I'm a massive believer that people actually don't like having tough conversations. And, yeah. you know, that's that's the reality of life. And if you're that person and you can you can navigate yourself to have them, then, you know, it's, 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 actually, it's an actual skill to have. And, that's why like, I always like, refer to Tom, like you can have those tough conversations already, which is a pretty, pretty good skill set to have. Like it's a good skill set to have in your locker and not something that you need, you should take lightly because mate, like I said, like people just love coasting <laughs> um, and that's the reality of life.
How about you boys? What 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 are the green light moments in um one of my green light moments was uh again obviously I'm I'm very I'm not really in the business world dog, so I would love to tell a moment where I've got out there, you know, in terms of that side of things, but sport sporting wise, kind of a per, a personal I don't know, just just shows like um how um taking the plunge and being bold. So uh, it was after my, had my knee operation, do you remember? Back in yeah. 20, 2015. 2015, so oh, yeah. I, I, might post, I might post this clip actually, because um, something that I, I kind of wanted to share, because it could be inspirational. Yeah, I do with this podcast. Yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so I had my first knee operation and uh, they, they kind of, they didn't have the right um, equipment for it. So I had my meniscus trimmed and uh it, but they didn't have the glue to glue it back so like I, I, <laughs> they trimmed this meniscus which i'd torn and then but um we went over to old need like a, a sort of a bit of a lad's holiday um in the channel islands um and uh they basically said oh it might glue itself back uh, within a couple of weeks or it could just uh, tear it tear it again um and i feel that because my knee was sort of locking and i was like oh, i was keeping it sort of relatively easy you know throughout the next couple of weeks went to old knee and uh, one of the thing, class things about old knees is there's, there's all these cliff jumps and like natural, you know, plunge pools and stuff. Like it's un- unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, and we went during old knee week. So there's, there's, you know, a few parties going on, you know, festival vibes. And uh, so I was like, I'm not going to be able to like jump straight into that. Obviously I wasn't going to miss out. I was able to walk in it and stuff, but um, I mean, got to this huge, one of these jumps where the, the, the tide was like, it was a high tide. Um, and it was off this like World War Two bunker, and like it'd never been done before. I was like, I'm not messing out on here. And it, <laughs> I don't know it's kind of like I think it feeds into like how I've approached um, kind of this period, like it's that next job mentality. So like, yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to jump off this. Like all the boys did it, jumped off like feet first, whatever sound. I was like straight. I was like, I'm gonna have to dive it, aren't I? Like thankfully. Dollar diamond board five meters was a bit of practice. <laughs> I couldn't do that, so I was like, I've just got to do it. Um, and it's weird because I think by now, like, that was probably I felt higher than it was. And I want to, I want to post the actual video of it because uh, one of the lads, Jamie, jumped with me and like GoPro it. And it's just like looking back at it now, that decision, it was like, I'm gonna do it. And doing it, yeah, obviously, there's a bit of risk involved, but. Like we said, it's calculated risk, I suppose, in a way. Yeah. They, uh, when I did it, it's probably to this day the single, apart from I did bungee jump in South Korea and tour, which is up there. But after this, after diving in here, like I think it's the single most, uh, like highest adrenaline rush I've had. <laughs> really? Wow. Oh, it was insane. Like, um, yeah, I, yeah, it's, it, I, I don't know. It was just a green light. Like I, I was thinking when I was listening to the podcast before I read the book, it was like it's one of those moments where it could have been like an amber or a red, and I could have been sitting there like regret. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, my knee did lock out again, so I did have to have another operation. But it's like, like I, I that's like a lesson. Like, like we feed feedback into that whole like mentality of like you've done that, you've had that lesson, but in reality, you look at that in a positive light, don't you? It's not, it's not like you you reflect on it and go. Oh, why did I do that? You look at that and go, like, that was unbelievable." Yeah. yeah, and that's not something that you forget. And and it's you know, life is just a collection of those stories. And 
to have something yeah. like that that you can look back and relate to like taking the plunge almost is um literally yeah <laughs> that's true. It's, uh, yeah it can be really powerful yeah, I, don't, I don't regret it at all but that's kind of my my one thing because it, it was just such an experience like i remember it so vividly um and uh yeah so i'd quite like to share that i think um what about what about what were you so about me all oh, right okay um green lights obviously there's the the row that we've done i'd say that was a huge green light <laughs> yeah for us um the ma- the marathon also that was a pretty pretty decent green light and then there's just the more sort of direction that my life is taking obviously i'm still very young and, and have a lot to to live for and um just um sticking to my roots of doing something that i enjoy with my art and and going to barney which is which is more of a you know i was one of two people in on on the a-level art course and and using using that to to get to to leads and and having using that as like a launch pad to get where I am now and, and I love being in London and I love the opportunities that, that holds for me and, and um yeah just just really sort of using where I've come from as as a as a guide and, and molding myself to to the person that I am now and being happy with that being content with the decisions that I've made and and you know, I'd like past week has, has been quite difficult. Like I haven't, haven't really been enjoying my course as much as as I uh, as I, I would have would have been if if it wasn't for COVID. But you know, having like as I said, like Jim, and just taking taking accountability for for everything that's feeding into to why I feel that way, and and you know, looking back at why I started it. And it was a green light moment for sort of doing, sticking to, to doing something that, that's not necessarily a, a standard thing to do in life. Yeah. Um, that's quite a convoluted way of going around it. But to me, that's, that's something that, that I can look back on and be like, yeah, I'm happy that I've done that. I'm happy with the position that I am in now. And it's going to offer so much more for for where I go in the future. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, go on. I was going to say, like, someone I talked about it a little bit on on all of the um, clubhouse chats. Like, if your why is big enough, and and you actually have a why, like that outweighs anything because you've got that, you've got you've got that, you know, you've got the the drive to, to do something and. Like it's it's such a it's such again it's a, it's an underrated tool because if you can actually use utilize that to to make something and drive you then you know you're in the right you're 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 at least one step one step in the right direction. Absolutely, I think it's um one of the things that when when we were doing the rows was, was that you, you I felt was so powerful to tap back into and I'm sure it's going to be something that I'm going to use to tap into in the future was was that the, the that's that's a position that I put myself in and there's no point being upset about that because it's my decision, you know? It, yeah. Um, 
got to got to put things into perspective and be like right well you know 24 hours is a long time but it will soon be over and the long time you'll feel, you'll feel you'll feel better for it you know and especially in that situation the reason for carrying on as you said like outweighed the reason for quitting tenfold it it, it wasn't an option you know yeah and it's almost like a metaphor for life without sounding cliches that as I was talking about before, like the means to an end, you know, you, you, you sometimes you might have to do things that suck, but realist, but in the long run, they will benefit you and you can look back at them and, and, and learn from them. Um, I think that that's, that's more so it's not necessarily a green light, light moment, but it's what, reading uh McConnell, like reading green lights it, it made me realize that that, that that's that's what is going to happen and and you can't you can't avoid things like that and, and it's um, no point fighting it yeah sort of thing yeah i think Definitely. we've alluded to that fair amount in this chat and, and yeah I th- well i think i think it is green light but it's not in the green light to that extent it was a green light doing the road in the first place yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that in itself was the green light. You know, you, you could have, you could have done something, um, something else. But yeah, you know, and the, the other two green lights were the fact that it was delayed twice, which got, yeah. got us to the live stream, got us the bigger audience. But I'm just thinking about it now, like it's just making me smile. Yeah, like just, it's just what an unbelievable and profound, just, just what a, what a road okay. it was. Yeah, yeah I know. Even, about, um, I was watching it. <laughs> well, I mean, you mate, you you just as part as we were. That's probably like. I think with green light moments, they're 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 so good because you can you can use them to to fuel other things. You know, their their skills are transferable. <laughs> it's it's. It's something that, that's that's bigger than the moment it's in. It's um, you know, doing the row obviously was a huge green light. Like doing doing our marathon, I need. You know, like that was a stupid decision was, in world history. More of a off the cuff decision than the row. I'd probably more pain than the row, but it, it's like looking back on that it's it's one of those things that that prepared us for doing getting in those dark places again yeah exactly um, um, yeah I, I was going to say what i know i know tommy you mentioned your red light um <laughs> last week uh <laughs> but um, are there any sort of like standout red light moments for you on the flip side for me or Tom? open question um, I think there's stuff like, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few things that I've got wrong that have definitely been red lights. Uh, like in school, there's there's a couple of things that, um, again, I'm sort of glad I went through that um, and sort of, yeah, made amends. Um, I think what I'm going through now could have been a red light. Like, I think I've put put stuff in place to to make it an amber light i put you know well it's undoubtedly a green light now because of like 
the 24-hour row, um, just the stuff I've filled my time with being productive. Like, I think that's definitely, it's been an opportunity for me to grow as a person 100%. Yeah. Just like, like just, again, it sounds cliche, but like, just know who I am as a person more, having this time to myself. Um, any more red lights? Well, that's how I think, mate. Okay, I, I mentioned that to my parents, the one about um, <laughs> lying, about lying, about coming first in the Barney Run, and they thought that they failed with parents. They said it <laughs> 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 was so disappointed. <laughs> so yeah, massive red light, probably the biggest red light ever. Actually, <laughs> no, I was I was thinking about the other day, like, do you do the Barney Run in year three? It's like the it's it's a smaller one, isn't it? It's it's not far. Oh, is it? No, terrible, mate. Still feel guilty to this day. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. That's what my life is—just making up for lying about winning the party run. <laughs> so it's one of my one of my red lights. Just thinking, I was uh, rugby situation. I like I purposely um, like stamped on someone, and I was just being a bit arrogant, and that was kind of a check for me. Like I was like, how I sound. Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, and um, I think yeah, like, mate, like my last year of rugby at school, mate, I got like yellow card like three or four times to like answer back and stuff. Like, I was probably a hothead. Well, like, I think you, I think you, you, um, because obviously I'd left at that point, and but we spoke quite a lot, and I think you just got frustrated you know, very so, easily. Yeah, and I think you know, it's not. It's, I think yeah, it's not really. Don't have any real big red lights but I think I, you know reading the book I feel like I have been safe you know I definitely haven't spoken my mind and it's something that I want to do and I suppose they're red lights in themselves you know looking yeah. back on them they might not seem like red lights but I haven't been true I, I don't think I that through school like I wasn't I wasn't bold enough and I think you know not everyone can be expected to be bold enough as Matthew McConaughey because he's a special a very very special human being but like yeah, I mean, if you had a lot of him running around you'd be you'd be in a pretty <laughs> different world <laughs> 100% someone's mentioned about social media like I've, I've changed that and um, become sort of more vulnerable and being true to myself and um, I, you know go throughout school you know I think the pressures of rugby um, that probably put myself more than anything I think I'm create off the field it, I wasn't true to myself because of that um, so de- there's definitely a lot of things I looking back now it's like oh why didn't I do that or like you know why didn't I say those things and, and just I just tried to fit in more for sure for sure yeah like yeah try to be safe i try to just be like yeah i did i, I felt i felt like, like being good at rugby or whatever um meant that i had to be a certain a certain type of person when it didn't um it's, it's not really a regret because you can't can't really look at it like that but i think it's, that... it's a learning and, and it's shaped who i am today for sure like i think it's still it's still quite tricky in the rugby environment because it's still such a macho culture but it's changing though. You can, yeah, you it's can changing. It's changing. Yeah, it is changing. And uh, yeah, I just hope that, that you know, I can be, uh, more people can be who, who they who they are and be true to themselves. Yeah, yeah that's good. Right then. Good stuff. If, if, anyone's, if anyone's listening and made it this far, like, we're, <laughs> we're really enjoying these chats, aren't we, Uggs? Like, 100%. I'm like, it's just, it's just incredible. Like, I, I've, I think I've had more red lights in my life than green lights by an absolute margin, like yeah. a huge margin. Even that in <laughs> itself is interesting because it's like contrasting for, for me. Yeah. 
I know you're a bit older, but I think that's that's it's just interesting the contrasts and seeing the, the shared learning. Wait, do yeah. we? What are your red lights? Did you say your red lights? Oh, I mean, I've got so many. Um, <laughs> I mean, probably the biggest one. I'm, I'm sure we we'll get into that mental health and stuff like that later on in a in a different topic. But um, when I was going through the wobbly, wobbliest of wobbliest phases last year, there was a particular day. Uh, I basically, I basically left work at like ten, just started drinking. Um, like, was just being a horrible, horrible person. Long story short, um, I woke up the next day and. I had like my knuckles were bleeding and like I had like all these phone calls on my phone like didn't know what would happen and there was there's two there's two sides to the story there's two parts of the story one part was um I had this receipt in my pocket from a pub that was round the corner so you know my house like down down the other way yeah never been to probably before in my life I was like Phew. But I just, I just like, I, you know, when you wake up with like feeling like the guilt feeling, and you're like, oh god, what have I done? Um, and obviously my knuckles were bleeding, so I was like, oh, I don't know what I did. But I just, I just knew I had to say sorry. So after work, after work that day, I'd gone to that pub, and um, I just walked in, just, just to be like, I don't know what I did, but I'm sorry. And she, the lady behind the bar literally shouted at me. She was like, get out of this pub, never come back, um, never want to see your face again. And like that, that moment for me, I was like, wow, geez, I need to change something. Because <laughs> it was, it was just something I just, it's like, it was just the person I didn't want to be. Um, but it took like a lot of like, before that, there was a million more red lights that I just ignored. But that was like the pinnacle of all, all red lights when, you, when you're when you not wanted in a scenario. Um, and obviously not the, the, the fear of the unknown was the, was the key thing. Um, At that point, yeah, mate, I, you made a, a note to yourself, note to self. Yeah, I was just there, like check, like I need, check, I need, I need to, like I need, I need to confront this, and I need to, like, actually start a journey because I was, you know, I was, I was speaking to you a fair bit at the time, but yeah, it was bad. It was a bad, bad um, way of living, I'd say. But I'm, I'm thankful for it to an extent. Like I know it, it sounds pretty stupid now, but like if I didn't go through that wobbly, wobbly stage, like hopefully I can help a few people talking through, like talking through what they what they go through now, and like if they go through like similar experiences. I'm pretty well equipped to to help, and, and I sort of like I can see I can see with stages of people stuff like that, and so you know you just got to make the positive out of it, and almost be able to flip it on his head and be like, yeah, I, like I've done I've done what I do, and it comes back to like being able to control stuff, but I can't. I have to accept what I did and just sort of move on, and people either will respond to it or they won't. Just, uh, uh, I've got a pro, uh, pro, last to finish. Have you got any more points, Hugs? Um, I, I, I think we've we sort of covered all the points that I was making. The only point, other point I was going to make was like the um, the last point you made, like about living a, I guess living in the moment sort of thing. But I think we've covered that a fair bit. Just like when he when he talks about stop chasing stuff and it'll come to you. And I know that he, I know he talks about computer in that sense, but I was talking about more of like a wider a wider general cast. Lots to think about. I think um, now I've had a good chat and it's been very enjoyable. Um, I've got a productivity uh, tip for you two before we finish. Yeah. I've, I've learned, I'm, I'm sort of building this toolkit, mate, that, that I think it could apply to a few people. So I'm exploring the, how I can sort of 
give back to people who are... But my productivity tip for this week is if it... So if it's only daily habits, whatever, if something takes you under 30 seconds to do, do it now. So making your bed, cleaning your teeth a bit longer, but you know what I mean? Write yeah. a do list for the day. Having uh, your morning glass of water, you know, to start your day. Things like that, making your bed. I said that. If it takes 30 seconds to do, get it done. Get done. Yeah. I like it. So if you just sat down on your computer, not being productive. Don't do it. Go and make that. I like it. Well, I'll, 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 I'll implement it this week and I'll yeah, nice. report back. Nice. Well, um, stuff. Makes me fun. And honestly, I genuinely can't believe that the other one had 100 views. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah. Are you watching me? <laughs> well, I like, I like. The funny thing is, normally people sort of like tell you how they find it, but like with 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 this one, people like I'll just have random conversations with like random people at some points, and they'll just mention they've listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Doesn't it doesn't really matter. I think that we're doing this for ourselves, but yeah, definitely. I think I think the conversations we're having that is kind of this is our safe space, but we're happy to share it, like. Mm. these conversations are, might be what someone needs who knows exactly right it's, uh, yes boys <laughs>